What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now here's your host, Alf. And we're on and this is OnlyFans Q&A Live. If you want to participate in our show every single week, we always talk uh, with you after the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungvaluwa, speaks. So... It's usually on Wednesdays, but every time that there's a short week or a long week or whatever, they changed up the schedule on us again this week. So he spoke on a Thursday. So we're coming to you live on a Thursday. Uh, if you want to become a member of our Discord and you could participate in these Q&As, you can go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans and you can join there for $3 a month. All right. The show, as always, is brought to you by... Price picks. You can go to pricepicks.com forward slash three yards, and that's the number three yards. Use the promo code three yards, also the number three yards. You deposit $100, you get $100. And of course, go to factormeals.com forward slash three yards per carry five zero. That's the number three yards per carry five zero, and you get 50% off your first order. Of course, you got to use the promo code three yards per carry five zero. Zero. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, the sky's fucking falling, man. All hell has broken loose this week. The behavior of this fan base on Twitter has been shameful, to say the least. Um, some of it is actually downright funny. You could find damn near everything from firing Greer which is which should go over great, right? In the NFL community, guy builds one of the best rosters in the NFL, and you fire him. He makes he hits bingo over and over and over again in pretty much damn near everything, including the draft year after year after year, and yeah, you fire him. To okay, now you can't you, you can't keep to a long term. To oh okay, you know what? Maybe we should fire Mike McDaniel. Like these people are stupid, and if you're not off of Twitter already, then you're stupid too. Uh, am I being kind of clear on that? And that's why you do got to join discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. So in, in other words, I shouldn't even be mad about this, right? I should be praising Twitter for just sending people our way in droves. Should have more than what we do already, okay? 2,000 plus in counting. It should be 200,000 plus in, in counting, okay? Uh, embarrassing. Those of you that are listening to this and your members on Twitter and you're doing that crap 
Stop embarrassing us. Stop embarrassing the rest of this fan base. Okay? It's shameful. You look like idiots. Everybody else is laughing at you. You know? Or get lives. Root for another team. Or find another sport to be excited about. Watch the NBA. You know, it's 82 games. You get to be mad 82 times. Okay? Or, you know, like if your team is kind of mediocre, you get to be mad about 37 times, 38 times. And then you get to be mad for like five or six days in May. You know, that's it. Okay? But this is this is for the birds. Like, this is just stupid. Okay? Let's go for, uh, enough about these idiots on, on Twitter. Let's go over this injury report, which is always interesting. Let's start with the Jets. Okay? How about that? Let's start elsewhere. All right, Jason Brownlee, and we're talking about Thursdays. We don't care about Wednesdays, uh, especially when it's on a short week. Uh, and we really don't care about Wednesdays at all because that tends to be, um, you know, vet rest day across the league, really. So we only really care about Thursday and Friday. Uh, and at this time of the year, we really do care about Friday and not so much Thursday. So because Friday seems to be the telltale uh, day, Okay. Uh, Thursday participation for the Jets, Jason Brownlee, DNP, he's of no consequence. Uh, Offensive lineman Carter Warren, also a DNP. Now, these are all limited. Uh, Nick Bowden, doesn't matter. John Franklin Myers, now that's a that's really good news for, for the Jets, by the way. He was battling some, some injuries, and they look to be limping into this game with their defensive line, but I guess they're getting him back, um, or at least it's headed that direction. Let's just say that. Max Mitchell, same thing. He has a neck issue. Uh, he was limited. Uh, those two guys are extremely important on either side of the ball. Max Mitchell's going to uh, likely play tackle. Uh, although, uh, Mekhi Becton should be back because he was at full practice on Thursday. So was Solomon Thomas, a guy who's been battling a knee injury. So, it looks like uh, they're getting some good news on the defensive line. Uh, Quincy Williams, one of the best players, really. If you watched him play, he was a full participant. He's been battling some things. Uh, Zach Wilson showed up on the injury report with a knee. Uh, the only other guy of any consequence is Joe Tipman. Uh, he was limited in practice. He should be okay. And Brees Hall was also limited in practice. He should be okay. They're all going through certain things. Now let's get to the Miami Dolphins. Their litany of injuries. The DMPs on Thursday. Okay. Uh, and by the way, all of these get an asterisk. Okay. Because the team did not practice, and they had a they held a walkthrough today, so therefore, uh, there is essentially no real designation for today. We will have one tomorrow, okay? But the DMPs were as follows: Devon Achan, toe; uh, Liam Ackenberg, calf. He was in a walking boot. Okay, wasn't spotted today. When you're not spotted, you're usually getting treatment. Okay, because the media don't the media does not see the training room. The training room is right off of the the practice field in the first floor. And when you're ushered in to see the team uh, practice inside the facility, inside the and and by the way, it's very very windy and kind of blustery and raining uh, all week. So they're practicing indoors all week. When you're going to see them practice indoors, they usher you through the front doors and you go up the stairs and you watch from the observation deck, desk. I mean deck. So you do not see the field level training room. There's a training room that's right off of the field level right next to the weight room. Okay? So you don't get to see guys that are getting treatment. If you don't spot them in, tra- uh, in practice, they are 100% either at home, which is not likely, or they're in the training room getting treatment. 
So that seems to be the case with Liam Eikenberg. Uh, Deshaun Elliott has, is in the concussion protocol. Uh, no word on if he's going to clear. They did not say anything about that today. Uh, Tyreek Hill ankle, DMP as well. Uh, we won't know anything until tomorrow but on that one. Robert Hunt, hamstring. DMP, uh, I can almost guarantee you he will not play on Sunday. And they were hoping for the Cowboys. But if you had to place a bet on this, and if you could get a line on it, I guess that's pretty cool. I would make the favorite Baltimore because you don't want to, look. He already aggravated it once. You don't want to mess with that thing. You mess with that thing, then you're basically, you know, playing touch and go with it the rest of the season. Okay, and I'm meaning, you know, it could be the wild card round. It could be the first quarter, and then boop, there you go. He reaggravated it again. So uh, I would say. They should be extremely cautious with Robert Hunt. Um, the hope is the Cowboys. I don't think he'll play on Sunday. I think it's a damn near guarantee. Now for some good news. Teron Armstead, uh, limited, which means that he took part of the, the walkthrough. We don't know anything. We really won't know anything until Friday. But Teron Armstead, it's looking good, I guess, because Mike McDaniel said he was optimistic about it. They need some... They need some they need to interject some some elite play in there uh, now that they lost their center for the season. Chris Brooks was also limited. Uh, he looks to activate soon. Uh, they like him for special teams. And they've been scrambling at replacing guys on special teams as of late, playing guys in different spots. So uh, this is a guy I could see activation pretty soon. Uh, Javon Holland, limited, very, very good sign. Uh, he keeps saying that he's damn near close. The good news is he's running, and he is running at full speed. So we are close on Holland. Uh, Xavier Howard, limited, uh, also a good sign with a hip injury. He got hurt on the first series, the third snap of the game. Then he played the rest of the game, and I thought he played fine, except for, for a couple of plays and that OPI that wasn't called. So I expect him to play. There's nothing wrong with him. Uh, Austin Jackson, oblique injury, he's fine. Uh, he was limited. Uh, Raheem Mostert, that's you know that's his normal thing. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, also an oblique, um, uh, limited. He played the whole game. Uh, he did ask out, but uh, I thought it was because he was kind of gassed. Uh, you know, they haven't expanded on any of that since then, so we don't know if he asked out for an injury, but he did return after he asked out. Um, all right, this show works how with uh, with questions from the audience, and I will bring you on if you raise your hand in the audience. If not, you could put your your questions in the chat, and I will read them and answer them. Uh, I'm bringing you on. As I bring you on, just identify yourself to the audience so they know who you are. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Alf. My name on Discord is Good and Tight, which can be taken diff many different ways. The age appropriate is Good and Tight. Like if you're a mechanic and you're tightening something up, they, they always tell you to use a torque spec and then text say, well, it's Good and Tight. Yeah, so, or you could use, you could use uh, Loctite, you know, like if, uh, if you work on guns or whatever and you're putting on an optic or whatever and you put a little Loctite on there, nobody can uh -huh. take that off. You have to blow it up. You have to use like dynamite to take that off. Yeah. So, so that, uh, you know, we understand your name. <laughs> Good deal. So, Mike, I have two questions. First one, um, obviously, the news of the week, we've signed 
two centers off the street. Uh, one literally on his couch watching Netflix when we called him. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think we can expect from, I guess, Jonathan Harrison, since he's the one on the active roster? And then two, I know you've you've talked a little bit about the lack of consistent communication in the secondary when we're missing one of our two starting safeties. I'm wondering if if that has anything to do with the lack of consistency on those last two drives with Cater specifically, just not you know understanding his assignment or his role. And I guess the second part of that is why does the safety communication alter on a play-to-play basis when these guys, like especially Cater's played all year, how can, how can we be missing assignments this, this late into the season, even if we are having different people performing the communication? All right, let's take them one by one. You're talking about, you asked me about Jonathan Harrison and you didn't ask me about Matt Skura. Uh, I'll take Matt Skura and, and, the audience, you know, so they could know a little bit about Matt Skura. Matt Skura in 2020 was kind of a hot commodity. Yeah, the the Baltimore um, beat writers were even hypothesizing that they were going to pay him something like $30 million for the next three years past 2020 to keep him around. Um, good performer, good player, uh, had no issues, returned for his 2021 season. I believe on a one-year, three million dollar deal, something like that. Uh, had those snap issues. Everybody knows them. They were infamous. Guy went from one of the best centers in football to being unplayable, and then he got benched on a team that was headed to the playoffs, which is kind of a red flag. Then he's bounced around since. He was a really good player. Then he wasn't. Started fourteen games for the the Giants in. Uh, 2021 played for the Rams last year in 2022. Uh, somewhere in there is a good player, uh, but he got the yips and uh, the yips. He got him bad. I believe it was four bad snaps, four turnovers inside of five weeks was the count. So if you thought Connor Williams was bad in that regard, <laughs> Matt score is another, another story. Uh, Jonathan Harrison looks like a million bucks. If if he plays like he looks, you know, uh, he'll be here forever. He's going to look great. Uh, good extension. As far as what I've seen on him on, on film, and it was tough to, to find tape on him, okay? And it's mostly secondhand stuff that's out there. Or you ask somebody and they say, look, I have this game, and he played in this game. Um, he hasn't played in a game, by the way, in four years an NFL game, an actual regular season NFL game in four years. But he's been on practice squads, which means, you know, he is getting reps. It doesn't mean that, you know, that dude has just been sitting around doing nothing, although he was sitting around doing nothing when we called him. But he looks like a million bucks. He gets good extension as far as a pass blocker. Um, As far as I can see, he's not much of a, you know, a hitter as far as moving. Uh, not very good, like an outside zone. Like he's not a guy who could jump out to an outside shoulder or into a gap. So if he has to play, they'll have to compensate for him. Um, help is on the way in probably two weeks in the form of Robert Hunt. So that's one thing. But uh, if you if he has to play, obviously you got an issue. So what you need is for Liam Eikenberg to actually get healthy and in short order. Uh, you asked about the, the secondary help, uh, the secondary issues. 
Uh, you asked about Cater Kohu. Yes, he did blow that that long completion to DeAndre Hopkins. Some people say that you can't really discern what the play call is, and that's true. But what you could do is you could watch the film, and then you try to see the form that they were in toward the end. It looks like it was some type of cloud coverage, cloud six, deep, and the coverage was dictating that David Long was going to have that own Joku guy. Or I keep, oh, I keep messing up his name, but he's a pretty nice tight end for for the Titans. He had him one-on-one. Kedekoh, uh, who was supposed to hug that hash and then come out because Xavier Howard's being cleared out by the receiver on that side, so he was carrying his receiver deep. So Kedekoh, who blew that coverage. Um, what is the What was the other question you asked uh, about the safeties? Uh, why do they have to communicate every snap? That's what you asked? No, it, w- it was more specifically why is it that we even – it was more specifically to Cater Code because it seems like he was the one that was on the last two drives that seemed to be the culprit of, of a lot of those breakdowns. And I was just wondering if if it if it really is that significant that our two starting safeties weren't in, or well, one at at either time, and then you know how that really is affecting the other guys in the secondary with those guys being out. Well, pre-snap, the the safeties have to call out the you know the coverage on either side. And, you know, you have to have some type of quick communication, even sometimes by, by just eyesight, as far as, you know, who you're carrying, who you're not carrying, if you're passing somebody off or not. And, you know, usually it's very, very quick, and you just have to be in tune with it. Um, my guess that is that these are some coverages that they haven't called in a little while, and they weren't used to it. And it, it isn't as simple as just calling a simple man uh, defense where you know who your guy is. So I think that's one issue. Uh, as far as getting these safeties up to speed, that's on the coaches. That's on Joe Casper. That's on Ronaldo Hill. And it's fine. It's good and dandy when, when Javon Holland's in there and Deshaun Elliott's in there and the secondary looks perfect like they have been looking when all of them are healthy. But uh, all of the safeties have to know it. So these guys are either bad players and I don't think that they're bad players. Brandon Jones has played in this league and has played well in this league. He's not a bad player. Okay? And Elijah Campbell's a good player. You know, is he Pro Bowl quality? No. But he's a good backup player. Like, he's played well. You've seen him play well in preseason games. Uh, he makes plays. He's a really good special teamer also. So, he's worth rostering. Uh, those guys also have to be up to speed as if they were starting. And once you know you have Javon Holland out, you you know you are... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
one injury away from being relied upon relied upon so you should have to, you should know your assignments and they obviously don't so that's either on the players being dumb and i don't think they're dumb or that's on the coaches not drilling it enough or getting these guys ready on game day and that's a consistent issue uh, it hasn't been a consistent issue all all year that the secondary gets beat because they don't so if they do get beat there has to be some type of uh, mental issue, and that has been the case almost all season. And that's an edge that they cannot afford to lose. One of the biggest edges that this team has, which makes them a contender in the playoffs, is that they prevent explosives, meaning they don't give up any. They don't give up any explosive plays, if you really think about it. And they get explosive plays. So that's an advantage that they go into every single game with. They make explosive plays, and they don't give them up. You start giving up explosive plays, you start cutting into your advantages, and then you just start becoming just like everybody else, and then you're just not special anymore. So that's the answer on that. Um, It's on the coaches. Coaches have to get these guys ready to play, and they obviously were not ready to play. Uh, At least they weren't ready to play any of those coverages that they were calling down the stretch, which were soft, but theoretically they should have worked those coverages. Like, Kedeko should have been there to contest that pass. There was nobody to contest that pass to to the DeAndre Hopkins on that that last drive, that big long pass that I believe it went for what thirty two yards, which was pretty big, in my opinion. That decided the game. That particular play decided the game, and you could see it in their faces after that game. That I can't, I can't believe we just blew this on this play. All right, you got anything else? No, sir. That'll be it for me. All right, thank you. Thank you for participating. All right, let me get into some some questions. If you want to get up here, you could raise your hand. But let me get into some questions that are posted in the chat. Chasen uh, Hines' role along the offensive line, best position. Chasen Hines can play guard, and he can play a little center. He played a little bit of center in 2019. Uh, man, I got to think that he's a guard, uh, although he's cross-trained at both all, all year, basically, since he got on here. So... He got activated once, I believe. Uh, I don't think he... I'm not sure if he got a snap on special teams or anything. But Jason Hines, um, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's an option. But I think he's an option at guard and not at center. And more particularly, left guard. All right, uh, coming in late, but where does Melvin fit in with... And how much does he bring? Okay, uh, you're talking about Melvin Ingram. You know how I feel about Melvin Ingram. Uh, I absolutely love him as a, as a player. He was a good player last year for this team. He was Defensive Player of the Month in September. He's a leader on this team. And guys like him. And sometimes that's enough. You bring somebody in who's actually going to contribute a few snaps in a game. And people like him. Those are good things to have on this team. Okay. I know uh, him and Tua are kind of tight. So that's another good thing. Um... What is he going to bring? I think he's a specialist, third down specialist, and I think they'll use uh, JPP a little bit more in a role similar to what Ogba does. Try to keep some of these guys fresh, um, you know. But Melvin Ingram as stand-up guy, it's going to be much more needed. And Andrew Van Ginkle, I think, will kick in inside a little bit more uh, as far as an off uh, as far as uh, an, uh, an off-ball linebacker. Oh, who knows? They might even play him as the fill again. And they might play uh, David Long a little bit more as a scrape. We shall see. Um, I know that they they did some some tricky things with the 
with their linebackers. Um, they asked David Long to do some things that Jerome Baker does. Uh, I don't know if that's wise or not, but we shall see going forward. But uh, he's going to fit in, and I think eventually he'll play. He's in practice squad right now, which means they got to get him up to speed. Um, I'm pretty certain that he needs some work to get into some some type of game shape. So when will he see? When will he? We see him? Uh, I'm not sure. Pretty certain you will not see him on Sunday against the Jets. That's a fact. Uh, what seems to be off with the offense is just missing Reek and McD. Just didn't want to plan accordingly. Um, there was many things off. Uh, timing was off. Um, I think it had to do a lot with scrambling with the offensive line. Every time that they've had issues uh, protecting Tua, it's come with an in-game injury to the offensive line. So that's part of it. Uh, do we switch to run-heavy team now and just pound the football? Uh, they should be running it more now than ever. Uh, it's they, they have a way of building toward their ultimate game. And their ultimate game is, I think it's a lot of run actions and play action with their wide zone and split zone and some of their called runs. So they should be running the football more down the stretch. It's not about throwing it 50 times anymore. You know, If they need it, it's there. They can go to it. But their play action game should be much more deadly than it is uh, right now. What is the timeline on injuries for the Stars at this point? I think I already said that. Uh, Robert Hunt, I guess Baltimore is the – well, the Cowboys is the hope, but that's probably not realistic. I'm thinking Baltimore. Uh, Holland is imminent. Uh, he should be returning very, very, very soon. And those are the only two Stars right now that are that are injured uh, that we're waiting on. Tyreek Hill, we will not know anything until Friday. Uh, how do you – how do the, the postgame ref pool reports work? Do they only get released if there's a major controversy? Tried to see if the refs were asked about the weird sealer delay of game call and can't find anything. Um, usually a question is asked and then it's uh, returned. Uh, I don't think anybody asked anything. And I also did the same thing you did. I looked it up and I can't find anything. It's not even it's not in the, in the game book either. Uh, I looked in the game book and there's absolutely nothing about it. Uh, but it's a good question. I'll ask the NFL. And I'm not joking there. Um, I actually do send an email to the NFL. And they do respond, <laughs> which is a good thing. They're they're actually pretty good about sh- stuff like that. I almost said shit. All right. Uh, uh, if Reek isn't available, uh, okay, uh, this question is, Tua said, if Reek isn't available, comment today. Had me sweating. We can deal. Oh, I don't remember what the the comment. I, I, okay, the, where he talked about all that, you know, we worked a lot in the office. I don't put too much stock in any of that stuff you know uh but i and then he says i feel we but we need reek and Teron to play we need our best players to play play that's it that's a fact and uh yes he also asks uh also who's playing for elliot if he can't go elijah campbell that's who's playing for deshaun elliot uh if holland goes then brandon jones will play in his place so there's a there's a pecking order. The pecking order is Brandon Jones first, Elijah Campbell second, behind the two starters. Um, does my oh and by the way, Nick Needham does play in the dime a little bit, so who knows if they're cross training him into possibly playing a role in that regard? Uh, he can do it. Do it. He can do it. By the way, 
He, I've seen him play it in practice. He knows what he's doing. Like I, I look, I can judge some things. In fact, I could judge a, judge a lot of things in football. Uh, one thing I'm absolutely an expert on, and I don't mind saying it, uh, I can judge running backs. I can judge defensive backs. Nick Needham can play free safety. If he's asked, he can do it. All right, next question. Uh, does Mike McDaniel, and by the way, I coached both positions before, so that's why. Uh, does Mike McDaniel realize he's underutilizing the run game? I hope so. Or is he that stubborn? He might be stubborn. Some of the look, Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. The Miami Heat is lucky to have him. Miami Heat fans should be kissing the ground every single day that he is in charge. Guess what? Eric Spolstra is extremely stubborn, sometimes with his lineups, sometimes with his rotations. Um, it seems to be a feature. Not a bug with Mike McDaniel. Uh, they talked a little bit about it today. Raheem Moser said he's going to start getting in his ear a little bit more. That's good news. Okay. Um, in my opinion, once you get to the five-yard line, it's, if you get first and goal at the five-yard line, those, those should be automatic touchdowns. Run, toss, crack. Think about it. Uh, think about what they did when they got that turnover late in the game. Not the first one, although, yeah, both were essentially the same, but the second one. They ran toss crack, got down there, they ran it again. Touchdown. Okay? Run your pet plays. Run the plays that you know you you can execute, that you like, and just run the football. First and goal from the five should be automatic touchdowns. You run it three times, you get in. And and to be honest with you, you run it once, you could get in. Okay? Okay. Somebody, uh, okay, what are other questions? Okay, uh, what do you think Tua may be struggling with as far as injuries is another question that's in there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he has, besides that hole in his arm, in his right arm, uh, that's that's pretty much it. I don't think he's working with any other injuries. Um, how are we so off when Holland is out? Shouldn't we be cross-training everyone? That's that's a fact. Uh, we got to get those guys up to, up to speed. That's on Joe Casper and Ronaldo Hill as his supervisor. But Joe Casper is the guy who has direct contact with these guys. He has to get these guys up to speed on how to play these coverages. Yes, some of them are intricate. Some are not. They're blowing both. All right, uh, another question. Who's the center? Well, if I knew that, I, I, I could make some news here today. Nobody knows yet. Liam's, Liam Eikenberg is in a boot, and they're working out everybody under the sun. So no idea. Uh, I do know the emergency guy is probably Lester Cotton. All right, uh, somebody says, uh, Butch, I guess this is a statement, Butch is going to be busy all week, and then some, yes, absolutely, Butch Barry's going to have to be working everybody out in the building to see who can snap the, the, the football. Uh, considering the new personnel on the interior offensive line and what they do well, do you think we start running more downhill between the tackles? Does that mean more Jeff Wilson? Yes. Uh, simple answer, yes. Uh, next question, Alf. Do you feel that the Dolphins went into the game overconfident and flat? Yes. I had a feeling when the game started they were flat. Absolutely. They were out there smelling their own farts, uh, reading their own headlines, and believing all of that crap. Um, they coasted for the early parts of that game. There was no sense of urgency. And you could almost see it in the huddle. Now, you can see sometimes when they're really, really crisp, they're getting out of the huddle, and they're lined up like at 16 seconds. They run all their motions, and the ball's being snapped at 8 or 7. And this one, the ball was being snapped like at 3. 
two sometimes. One time it was snapped at one. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but we didn't sign six backup centers that are all Dwight Stevenson. No, we did not. Uh, somebody writes correctly, Uncle Uncle. Yes, absolutely. That's who it is. All right, as I bring you on, yeah, that's a good, that guy's a good tight end for, for the Titans. Uh, we thought it was a good idea to, to cover him with David Long all game. Uh, he didn't kill us, I guess, but we were playing with fire. All right, as I bring you on, uh, just identify yourself so the audience knows who you are. And after this, uh, I think we can get out of here. Go ahead. Hey, Al. Hey, man. What's up, man? This is uh, on Discord, Lucy Goosey uh, from the DMV area. Um, question for you. Regarding that delay of game, I guess, our defense on that, I guess, that second to last drive by the Titans uh, where we got that sudden movement. Um a, a D line's allowed to shift, no? I mean, you know, yes. The Titans, the Titans sent somebody in motion, and we just reacted. Yes, you're allowed to shift side to side. You're allowed to move over a gap whenever you want, right on, uh, right until the, the the ball snap. You could do whatever the hell you want. You could break dance if you want, as long as you're behind the line. Those are just the rules. There is no such thing as what they called in the rule book. What they're going to try to explain. Is that what Zach Cedar was doing, and he was not doing this, was that he was trying to flinch, trying to get them, induce them to, to move, uh, to do a false start. And that's not what he's doing. You, dolphins always do this. They, they call out Lita or Rosie, which, mean, which just means left, yeah, or, left right, or right. right. And then you're just moving over a gap. Okay, If you are in the B <clears> gap, <throat> then you're head up on the, on the guard. You know, so you're moving over one gap or half a gap, and all of that is predetermined. Uh, I've watched it a million times. All I know is that it took it from second and nine, and I'm not making an excuse. Okay, they deserve to lose the football game. Uh, maybe it's different. Maybe they they do a goal line stand there. All I do know is that it went from second and nine and a chance to force a fourth down there for the game. From made it a second and nine into a second and one. And then it was essentially inevitable that they were going to get a touchdown there. So it was a horrific call. And what I do know is that the line judge came coming off the sideline indicating false start on the offense. And it's clear that that's what he does. Then they conference, and then they put it on the Dolphins. So it's just a bad call. Did they make it up? Probably. Completely, yeah. did they completely fabricate it? Probably, because uh, I don't see the justification. There is no justification, you know. But I will say this: yeah. uh, every single week, these coaches bitch and complain to the competition committee or, the, or to the NFL directly. And who knows if Mike Brable w- was telling them that Wilkins and Sealer uh, do their shifts way too late, and it kind of induces their offensive line to move and to watch it closely. And uh, the refs decided that that moment in time is when they were going to you know rear their ugly head to impact the game so absolutely terrible call did it cost them the game no right all right i mean you know i've calmed down i'm not i'm not one of those twitter people posting but um you know it a a loss is not a good thing and and you know but I guess for this team, I think they kind of needed it, and I hope that it just puts some for this final stretch. 
just in the right mindset, you know, to dot our I's and cross our T's to finish the season. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And if and by the way, thank you for for participating. Um, if I know this team, and I will end on this, if I know this team, and I know some of these players on this on this team, and the attitude that they bring, uh, this this game absolutely pissed them off. And that's going to be one pissed off and focused team on Sunday. Uh, look, it's what is expected and what is required. What is required is for them to just win the game. If they win two nothing, that's fine. You know, what is expected is for them to beat the crap out of the Jets on Sunday, and for this game to never be in doubt ever in that game. I'm talking about one steady beatdown. Uh, what's the spread? Nine and a half. Beat them by ten. Beat them by ten. You met expecta- expecta- uh, expectations. All right, we're gonna leave it right here. Uh, we will join you again on OnlyFans Q and A Live uh, next week after Tua Tagovailoa speaks. And next week is gonna be pretty fun if they take care of business against the Jets. And I do expect that they will. Next week is Cowboys week. How much fun is that gonna be? That's going to be an absolute blast. And I will make some guarantees next week. And I'm serious when I make those. All right. If you want to join us on Discord so you can participate on OnlyFans Q&A Live, you can go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans and you can join there for $3 a month. Thank you for joining me. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.